people, best damn nation. It is Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is the best damn wrestling podcast. I am your host, Brian Renegade, and with me, I have the best damn crew. I got Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews in the building. Yo, 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 what's going on, good people? And I have Senor Fuego himself, the Sultan of Spices, Chef Showtime. What's good, what's good? Uh, We are the best damn wrestling podcast. Thank you for watching us each and every Wednesday. You can be anywhere in the world, but you are not. You are right here watching your boys, and we appreciate that. Uh, fellas, let me go around the room and just do a check real quick. Mr. Everything, how's it going, and what you got going on? Man, it's going, it's going. I want to apologize to the best damn nation that you do not see my beautiful eyes right now, but I'm still at work, and I'm trying to make this thing happen, but I'm feeling good. Tonight's good. We got a good show about to happen, so let's get it popping. For sure, for sure. Uh, Chef, showtime. What's happening, partner? Uh, everything's good. Doing this little NFL training stuff for this uh for the security job. Hey, listen. I know you're doing security for the Super Bowl uh, here in Phoenix. Um. <laughs> If there is somebody that runs onto the field, are you prepared to tackle a streaker? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. My clothesline. <laughs> clothesline. You know what I'm saying? I just want to see a spear, uh, maybe a power bomb, uh, something of that sort. If he lands on the ground, maybe a stomp. Uh, put him in the cross face. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to see, I want to see something serious. Uh, that's Chef Showtime for you, uh, beautiful people. We got a great show, man. Um, it's been a lot of stuff that's been happening uh, in the wrestling world. So, fellas, you know I got to do it each and every Wednesday. Beautiful people, it's hot topics, huh? I don't know where to quite start because it's, it's, it's a lot of news. So I think I'm going to start with the news first. No, no, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to go into the show. I'm going to go into the show. Uh, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. You know, we're big WWE fans, but we're also wrestling fans and AEW fans. And AEW has had some changes uh, as of late. The great MJF is now the AEW champion and he is holding the belt ransom. He's even branded his own belt. He calls it the Triple B. Uh, and when when a wrestler does that, they put their stamp on their title reign and his first competitor is the great Ricky Starks. Um, I'm a big fan of Ricky Starks, man. I think Ricky Starks has everything that he needs to be able to go to the next level. Uh, I wanted to see him in WWE. 
I believe he did try out for WWE. I'm not sure what happened there. But Ricky Starks is the absolute star. And him and NJF had a great exchange. I want to go over to Mr. Everything, and I want to see what you have to say about the MJF and the Ricky Starks promo. Well, let's let's look at it right here, man. It's been a long time since we had somebody to actually go against MJF on a promo game. Like, nobody's been able to stand in the ring with this man on a promo game. And now we got Ricky Starks, who can not only go go toe-to-toe with this man on a promo game, but he can go toe-to-toe with him in a wrestling match. So it's going to be interesting how this all plays out. I can't wait to see how, um, you know, when they actually have their first match, um, the promos leading up to it is going to be amazing. I'm loving it. It's enjoyable. Ricky Starks, the next AEW champion, in my opinion. Oh, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to the podcast the dawn of the best damn wrestling podcast. The genie of the best damn podcast. The renaissance man himself, LP, is in the building. What's going on? Sorry I'm late, but I'm here. <laughs> oh, man, it's always great to see your face. LPZ, listen. We up here talking about this MJF and Ricky Starks promo. I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, I know that you have sent it to the group and you was like, hey, this is what WWE needs, but they can't go in this direction <laughs> as far as language is concerned. Let yeah. me know what you think about the MJF and Ricky Starks interaction. Yeah, I, I think I think it's one of the best in-ring uh, debates, discussions, promos, whatever you want to call it, that I've seen in a long time. Like, I really think that AEW is better than WWE in a lot of things. And this is one of the things that they are killing WWE in because nobody in WWE, I can't think of the last time somebody cut a hella promo. Like, you know, The Miz was a guy who, who would do a good promo. Uh, you know, back in CM Punk days, you know, he would do some good promos, but they don't have no promo killers right now. So I, I think that was great. Even if you didn't even know who both of the characters are, if you just happened to turn the channel and you happen to see that, you would have been like, damn, like I want to <laughs> see that brother. And that's the stuff that AEW can do more continuous stuff like that with more than wrestling. They, of course, they're not going to ever beat WWE, but they're going to continue to get better and better with a lot of the stuff they're be. I, I love it. Oh man, um, I there's not a lot of people who can go toe to toe with MJF on the microphone, and Ricky Starks stood ten toes down on the microphone with MJF. I thought when MJF first cut his promo, I was like, "Man, that's pretty strong." It was an almost drop the mic situation. Ricky Starks was like, "Hold on, first of all." Your shoes are horrible. I hate your scarf. Your haircut is stupid. I mean, he just started going at him, Jack. And I'm like, oh, man, he is tearing him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, they went at it. And that really got me excited to see that. Um, there's not a lot of main event AEW matches that I was excited to see. But I'm actually excited to see this one. Because on the microphone, man, they can go toe-to-toe. And I love... 
uh, speakers, people who can go up there and and really uh, give you their personality and their and their whole uh, life and their charisma or character and deliver it well. Chef, what do you think about the MJF and Ricky Starks promo? Uh, I I like I love the Ricky Starks promo. He sound, he sounded like the little young rock. <laughs> When Rock first came out talking all that smack, he sounded like him a little bit. But I'm like, mm -hmm. I thought it was gonna be a, the other way around. But yeah, that's it surprised me. Yeah, man, it, I think it surprised a lot of people, man, and I think it really opened up a lot of people's eyes to Ricky Starks and what he could possibly be as the champion for for a while. Um, he held the. I, I don't want to get the name of the belt wrong. Right? It was. It was it was the I believe it was the F not the FTR belt. What was the name of that belt? It's orange, I believe. Uh it, his uh, Taz's son carries it now. Um scratching head. Anyway, uh he held the belt for a while. Uh it wasn't a title that was recognized by AEW uh officially. Uh they really haven't put a lot of respect on the title, but in general, man, I think Ricky Starks can carry a belt, and I believe that he can carry the brand of AEW if they do decide to put either a primary or secondary belt. But there's something that's happening in AEW that's a little strange to me, and it reminds me of early WWE. There's almost a brand split in AEW with AEW and Ring of Honor. It's almost confusing to me because I don't know who works for which company and they show both products on on the shows. Uh, I'm not upset about it because it keeps the shows interesting and fresh and there's always fresh opportunities for new challenges and new matches. I, I'm, not, I'm not really understanding that. Mr. Everything, can you give me a little insight on the Ring of Honor and AEW brand split uh, do you do you have any insight on that? I don't have like full insight. All I can really say is um, you got to look at the structure of AEW. They don't really have too many avenues to kind of uh, spread everything apart. They don't have two stations. WWE has USA and it has Fox. Uh, so right. I think AEW is trying to utilize what they can or what they have right now with TBS and having both shows on there so that way everybody's working. Um, trying to just do AEW and include the Ring of Honor guys here and there doesn't do the Ring of Honor guys any justice. And it shows that you're not even using Ring of Honor. Like, what was the purpose of buying it if you're not going to utilize it? So doing AEW and then doing Ring of Honor together on one show shows that they're actually trying to give everybody a chance to work. And, and I love it, actually. Um, I love the action also, man. And uh, going back to the AEW thing, and Chris Jericho was, uh, as he liked to call himself, the Ocho, uh, he was Ring of Honor uh, champion. But I've seen, I saw something that I've never seen before, right? Uh, he had a match with Claudio Castiglione, uh, formerly known as Cesaro in WWE. 
And if you're familiar with Cesaro's work, he does the big swing. Now, a lot of people love this move. I think fans enjoy this move. I personally love the big swing. I have never seen anybody, especially a high caliber talent and a generational legend like Chris Jericho. I've never seen anybody tap out to the big swing. Chris Jericho is an absolute legend. Um, I love the big swing move. It always generates a good buzz from the crowd. How do you guys feel about this match? Uh, and what do you guys think about Chris Jericho uh, tapping out to the big swing, man? Uh, and do you think Claudio Castiglione will get anybody else uh, to tap out to the big swing? Let me go LP. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of it. It's just, it's, to me, it's a little too old, it's too old school. Like, I mean, it's entertaining, just like you said, and the fans like it, you know, something like that. But to tap right. out from it, I hope that's not going to be a new submission move. I hope, I hope, I hope that's not, gonna, <laughs> that's not it. Like, I get maybe Jericho is trying to give him a push, you know, he making him tap out from him, but I definitely hope that that never happens again. Because, uh, nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, your boy really did tap out to the big swing, man. That was something that was very interesting. I've never seen that before. Mr. Everything, have you ever seen anybody tap out to the big swing? Or any old school move? Like, please, okay, let's go around the board. Let's make this a thing real quick. And I'm going to start with Mr. Everything. But what is your favorite? old school move. Super old school, super, uh, it would be super plain in today's uh, version of wrestling, but back in the day uh, it was something to watch. Uh, let me start with Mr. Everything. What is your favorite old school wrestling move? Uh, for me, it would have to be the claw. Uh, when, it, when, when they take the hand and they squeeze your melon like and make you disoriented, just make you pass out. And that, and then that's that's what, I, in my opinion, that's what Claudio did with Jericho. Because back in the day, the airplane spin was a submission. It, it disoriented you so much that you couldn't right. take no more and you needed to tap out. And you really felt like you couldn't fight anymore. And I think that's what they did with the big swing, which is brilliant. Uh, because if you do get spun around too much and you get dizzy, you really can't fight anymore. So what's the purpose even even continuing? So, uh, but for me, as far as my most favorite, that would be probably playing right now would be the big claw. All right. <laughs> that <fly. laughs> All right, I dig that. Uh, Chef Showtime, what is your favorite old school wrestling move? The jackknife powerbomb. Ooh, okay. All right, the jackknife powerbomb. All right, why the jackknife powerbomb, sir? Because <laughs> nobody made it look so good as Goldberg. <laughs> and Goldberg made it look so easy. I thought you were about to say somebody else. Who you thought I was going to say? Bobby Lashley? <laughs> oh, uh, my bad. You said jackknife yeah. powerbomb. My, my, my fault. That was my bad. I thought you were talking about another move. You thought you were talking about big sexy movie. That's what I thought he said. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he said. 
Okay, yeah, don't worry about the Jack Knight Power Bomb. Maybe you, maybe I'll think yeah, I'll for a second. Goldberg, Goldberg move on the Jack Knight Power Bomb. Goldberg move with the uh, he has stood you up. Then, yeah, Jack Knight yeah, Power Bomb. Jack Knight Power Bomb. I'm about to say, the Jack Knife Power Bomb was, was Kevin Nash's move. Big, big sexy. Yeah. You know, big beans. Let, let me change it. Razor's Edge. Razor's Edge. Razor's Edge. Okay. All right. All right. I'll give you, I'll give you Razor's Edge because that was cool. Uh, I just saw uh, somebody do a, a dope Razor's Edge. Uh, who was it? Damien Priest does a pretty good Razor's Edge, man. Uh, I'm glad that he somebody is bringing that move back a little bit. Uh, LP, Seamus, what is your Seamus favorite? Does one too. What's that? Seamus does one too. Seamus did one on SmackDown. He does do one. He did the the razor's edge right into the neckbreaker with uh Butch, which was a good double team move. He, yeah, that was a great double team double team move on SmackDown. Um, and Seamus does do a great uh, what is it? What do you call it? Like the Celtic cross or uh. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, the Celtic Cross. Uh, LP, what is your favorite old school wrestling move? Uh, I go way back because we used to do this when we used to rest around the house. But that Nikita Nicole off in that wrestling circle, they just take your damn neck off. <laughs> I, I guess it was more, I guess it's basically nothing but a clothesline. Okay. Know, or like clothesline for hell almost, but the way Nikita Nicole off used to do it back in the days. That was that was that was that was like my favorite. We used to love doing it to each other. <laughs> would you would you put that over Bradshaw's uh close line for mail? Nah, nah, Brad Bradshaw to me got the top. I don't see nobody <laughs> can come close to what Bradshaw used to do. No. Bradshaw would literally take people's head off. And yeah. it was it was scared me how powerful he made a simple move like a clothesline look. That is not an easy feat to pull off. And he would decapitate people uh, and leave them in the ring, and they would legit look hurt, damn near paralyzed. Uh, I have to go. My favorite old school move. I got to go with an old school DDT. I'm talking about like Jake the Snake style DDT. Um, when Jake did it, it just looked so cool and so good. The movies has different variations and a lot of people do a DDT but people who have a really great DDT man I, I, uh, I really admire it I've seen some people get dumped on the head a couple times I like Edge's elevated DDT um, I think that was dope too um, but old school Jake the Snake DDT give it to me honorable mention I love me an old school cutter um there's a lot of people that do cutters. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page is probably one of the best people uh, who I've ever seen do a cutter. Randy Orton, I'm a fan of the RKO. I think he's um, the best. His is the best. Yeah, Randy has hit the RKO my... from some places, man. From nowhere. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's a hard... How? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Randy too, but when when D DDP, nah. he used to get you some middle rare too now. Nah, I mean, he nah. nobody <laughs> do it like Randy. 
Because Randy would be laying on his back and he would jump off the top rope, he'd pop up, pow, <laughs> out of nowhere. Hey, right? hey somebody, these, people. some of these indie wrestlers, some of these indie, these younger wrestlers, I've been seeing doing variations, they doing it even, even better. They don't get the, the recognition, but I be catching them on on YouTube and stuff like that. They be doing some some stuff too now, so. This is this hey, is my the, this is my who's the girl. Hold on, who who's the girl that just debuted on NXT? Just did that uh, uh that front flip cutter. God, what's her name? Yeah. Uh, Summer. Huh. I know who you're talking about. Um, Whatever her name is, on the ropes. Right now. Yeah, somebody look at that up real quick. Um, she was on the ropes, right, holding on to the ropes, and she did like a. Uh, a flipping tuck under and into a cutter. Man, that was so clean. I was like, oh my God. I started going crazy at the house. I've never seen that variation of a cutter before. Uh, AEW, everybody does cutters. I think everybody has a variation of a cutter in AEW and it's kind of oversaturated. It kind of pisses me off a little bit. I think that <laughs> I don't want to see everybody do a cutter. You know what I'm saying? Same thing like super huh? kick. Like a super kick. They didn't ruin the super kick. Yeah. Now, like the you, super kick is overdone by everybody. The, the 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 finisher that don't worth nothing right now. Remember the Hulk Hogan leg drop from the top rope? I always thought that was from the top that was rope. Yeah, that was his finisher. Uh I don't know, man. I've always seen Hulk Hogan drop the leg from from the from the mat, man, and I always thought that move was super simple. I, I was like, how do you beat somebody with a leg drop? I hated Hulk Hogan's move set. I'm sorry, but I have seen him wrestle in Japan, and he he's taking it up to that that next level in Japan, man. He was, you know, it's a different style, you know, it's a whole different style. Like uh, got off, huh? We don't got, got off subject a little bit. Let me go back into this thing. Uh, sticking with AEW, man. Uh, Jamie Hayter is the new AEW Women's Champion. Um, she's had the belt for a little bit. I want to get you guys' thoughts on Jamie Hayter as a champion. And I'm, if you're not an AEW fan, you probably haven't heard of Jamie Hayter or seen her in any work, but she's really good. But I've seen some of her promos lately, even at her as champion, and it seems like Britt Baker still speaks for the group and speaks for Jamie Hayter in, in a weird way. Mr. Everything, what do you think about Jamie Hayter's ability to carry the AEW Women's Championship? Um, I don't really have an opinion. I don't really know nothing about her. I don't really know nothing about the women's division. I don't know if they even have like a really strong women's division to even say that she can carry it. Um, did she take it from Jade or is that a different title? No, it's it's the main title. It's the main women's title. Uh, right now, there's three different titles that the women have. Uh, they have the AEW women's title. They have the TNT title, the TNT Women's Title, and the Ring of Honor Women's Honor. title. Yeah. So those are the three. And I'm going to go into uh, the Ring of Honor Women's Champion because we have a new champion 
uh, in Ring of Honor for the women. But uh, sticking with Jamie Hayter, uh, let me go LP, man. LP, do you know anything about Jamie Hayter as a champion? And do you think that she can carry the brand? Yeah, I'm 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 with Mr. Everything on that. I, I don't know that much about her. It's only one female that catches my eye over there at AEW. <laughs> Are you talking <laughs> about Jade, sir? It's only one female, yeah. Yeah, that that's the, that's the only female I kinda I kinda keep an eye on. So I'm just waiting for her to call out Bianca. I wanna see her and Bianca eventually. I don't think I don't think she's ready for Bianca yet. But if they can make that work, that'll be a hell of a down. That'll be a hell of a crossover. That she would be. Bow wow. She won't bow wow. She won't bow wow right now. She's going to beat bow wow. She's going to smash bow wow. She's checking for bow wow. They about to have a ladder match. Jack. Oh, That's man. That's <laughs> Chef, man, tell me if you know anything about Jamie Hayter. No. I don't know nothing. Absolutely know nothing. nothing. Jesus Christ. I don't know my <laughs> <laughs> You guys are horrible, man. Uh, all right, so I guess, I guess what we're saying is there's not enough star power in, in a Jamie Hayter unless they're trying to really bring up some of their uh, women's division. I don't know why Jade is not going for both titles. She's, I mean, hell, she can hold both titles at the same time. And wouldn't nobody be able to stop her? Um, I don't think that there's a woman right now in W in uh excuse me AEW that has the star power that Jade has. Um Paige came back, excuse me, uh Soraya came back. I ain't really heard nothing. He's kind of been like crickets, you know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, all right. Well, if she was supposed to bring you star power, where is it? I don't really see it. Um Jamie Hayter could have the ability, she could be a great women's champion, but I just don't know right now. Like I said, we all on the same page. We really don't know much about Jamie Hayter uh, to either love her or hate her. You see that? See what I did there? <laughs> you see what I did? Uh, next on AW Man, uh, Ring of Honor has a new champion and her name is Athena. Formerly known as Ember Moon, uh, Athena has really honed in her skills, man. She's coming to her own on the AEW product. Uh, she just beat Mercedes Martinez, who's who's another one of uh, one of those wrestlers that I really like. I really like Mercedes Martinez. Um, but Athena is now the Ring of Honor champion. I think that's real deserved. I'm happy that they did put a belt on her, and I'm glad that she does have some type of recognition as a top heel in the company. LP, what do you think about Athena winning the Ring of Honor championship? I mean, that's good for her. I've, I've always liked Amber Moon. I always thought WWE was bulljiving her. I, just, I thought she was one of the best females that was on the roster, at least in the top five. And I always right. felt they were never giving her, you know, her push like she should have. I then never know why. Uh, yeah, so I'm definitely glad to see her get a uh, get some kind of push somewhere. Yeah, man. Uh, I've always loved Ember Moon or Athena, as she's now called. Um, I always thought that she was an absolute star. I loved her Eclipse move, which is a stunner from the top rope. 
I thought that was a great move. That was innovative. Mr. Everything, what do you think about Athena being the new Women's Ring of Honor champion? Uh, I think it is well-deserved. Uh, my only issue is who is going to compete against her to make that title relevant? Who, who do they have to really chase her to make her as strong as she needs to be as a Women's Ring of Honor champion? I agree with you, man. Uh, they have a lot of women. They have a lot of women. I think who would be somebody who would be a good face character that'll be able to take it off for her is somebody that is really bubbling up on the scene and the fans really like her. I absolutely like her. Her name is Willow Abigail. Willow is uh, very colorful. She, she looks strong. She has colored hair. Uh, I believe she's a, a woman of uh, African uh, descent or African-American descent. But Willow is, is really blown up on the scene as a as an uber baby face that the fans are really loving. And if you want a good heel versus baby face battle, uh, I think that once they continue to, if they keep on building up Willow, then Willow can be a good uh, challenger for Athena. And you know, eventually, maybe she could take the belt off of her, I'm not sure. But I just hope that Athena has a really good run as the new Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Oh, man. Listen, fellas, let's go over to SmackDown, man. Uh, SmackDown was, uh, was very great. There uh, was a man there by the name of Kurt Angle who was in his hometown celebrating his birthday, and they had a birthday celebration for the one and only gold medal winner. Uh, during this birthday celebration, everybody was invited. Everybody is their dad for a cat. Uh, they felt slighted by it. They approached Kurt Angle when he was in the ring. Kurt left, came back, and he brought back an infamous segment that we all remember when uh, he sprayed the milk truck. And so he came and through him and uh, what's, what's the guy's name? He was Olympian. Uh, somebody help me. Gableson. Gable. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know who he was. You didn't know who he was? I, 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 thought, I thought he was somebody from the Steelers. I just saw the Steelers too. I didn't no, he, he's an Olympic nice. wrestler, Gable man. Stevenson. Gable Stevenson. Thank you. I was on the right track. Gable Stevenson uh, was uh, was uh, with Kurt Angle, and they started throwing milk at Alpha Academy, and then uh, Kurt Angle started to spray them with a, a, a water hose, powerful like fire truck style water hose, full of milk uh, <laughs> to Alpha Academy and the news. I mean, sorry, not in the news, but the uh, announce crew. What do you guys think about this segment? Let me go, Chef, man. I know they brought up some some memories uh, with Kurt Angle for a lot of fans, man. That was almost nostalgia. What do you think about the Kurt Angle celebration and the milk bath to Alpha Academy? It, to me, it was boring. It had been, <laughs> <it'd> been better. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it would have been better if they had like you know the little new Olympian dude come in there and slim him around a little bit. 
that'd have been a fight. Like, I understand you do a little milk bath, but that's not, that's like Stone Codish, you know? That's Stone Cold move right there. You're not Stone Cold. Well, so everybody remembers Stone Cold for doing it, but people also remember there was a, uh, they also remember Kurt Angle for doing it. And almost, uh, in defiance of Stone Cold, almost mocking Stone Cold. But a lot of people do remember that moment. LP, what do you think about the milk bath? Ah, uh, it was it was good, you know, for the fans and whatever. You know, I was a big Kurt Angle fan. So when I, every time he come back, I'm always scared he gonna try to wrestle or do something because I just be worried. Um, <laughs> I don't want to see I don't want to see him get back in the ring again. So I, I definitely glad that they did that. I think the last two times he's been there, they kind of done something more nostalgic, which, you know, give Kurt a little bit of bread, you know, this day and the third, which, you know, that's cool. It wasn't, yeah, it was it, it was a cool little more. I, I didn't get all excited because I knew, I kind of saw it coming. But, you know, if anything, I wish, you know, I wish he could go one more time because him against uh, uh, Shorty G, if he, you know, whatever, damn it, I can't think of his name right now, what his name is now. Uh, <laughs> Chad, uh, give it Yeah, Chad, yeah, Chad. <laughs> I, it, it seemed like well, they always, Shorty G on him. Well, he brought it back, son. Shorty G. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of think if Kurt ever step back in the ring again, it's going to be against him, which I still hope Kurt don't. But I just, because it seemed like the last couple times Kurt been there, they have had some kind of running. So I I, I want to say it's going to happen, but I hope it not <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I thought that was a that was a great moment, Mister Everything. What do you think about Big Milk Bath Man for Kurt Angle's birthday celebration? Uh, here's my thing: How many more times are we going to see this? I mean, I think we're having too much nostalgia moments because Kurt Angle is more than just oh, he played a little ukulele and he had the whole milk thing going on. Like, let's let's kind of cut it out right now and. Let's not also forget, yes, Stone Cold did it first with the beer. Uh, Kurt Angle did it with the milk on Stone Cold and Vince McMahon at that time. It was like a, a, a shot to the face of Stone Cold because he did do the beer first. And then right. Kurt Angle turned around and did the milk bath on Stone Cold and uh, Vince McMahon. Uh, but yeah, I think we need to just move on. Uh, I think we've seen it enough. So let's bring Kurt back for something more important than the stupid ukulele and uh, the milk. Even though I'm a big milk fan, but you know, let's move on. <laughs> oh man, I, I thought it was a great moment. I thought, you know, as a, as a fan, man, it brought it was a nostalgia moment for me. Uh, and I like those nostalgia moments every once in a while when the greats come back and they showcase. Uh, their, their lovability. I still think it's weird that when Kurt Angle comes down to the ring, he is embraced by fans chanting, you suck, while he goes down to the ring. I always thought that was so weird. I always thought that was disrespectful. I could not embrace that. You know what I'm saying? I could not embrace that. Um, I don't know, man. Matter of fact, let me go to LP, man. What do you think about when Kurt Angle walks down to the ring, the fans chant, you suck. He's embraced it uh, over the years. I mean, but what do you think about that? Uh, I, I think he didn't have a choice. I mean, once the fans started doing it, they didn't never stop. So, 
if he's coming out as a great and a, a legend, he can't come out as a heel. So I don't I don't think he had no choice. I think he had to he had to accept it. I don't think Stone Cold wanna keep on him what? But if he coming through the ring, people gonna start doing it. It, it ain't it ain't no way around it. Like I think sometimes you get casted. It's almost like getting typecast in certain roles. No matter what Harry Potter does, he's always gonna be Harry Potter. Like he could be in the army. Why is Harry Potter in the military? Like no matter what happens, <laughs> forever be Harry Potter. So oh, no matter what Angle does, he could they gonna that's gonna always follow him. Yeah, I I, I was never a big fan of because like I said, I was a big Kurt Angle fan. But yeah, he he don't have no choice. Unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Um I absolutely love Kurt Angle, man, and I, I want to see him do more. I would love to. He, I thought he was a great um, GM when they had the GMs back in the day. I thought Kurt Angle was a really good GM, but he continues to be an icon of greatness, man. He still has the best uh, triple suplex. Him and Brock are uh, hand to hand, but his triple suplex, man, his triple back suplex uh, was was bar none one of the greatest. Uh, so, Kurt Angle, uh, happy birthday, my brother. Um, also, fellas on SmackDown, we saw Hit Row come back in a strong way. I know you hate now, Peter, but it's okay. Hit Row <laughs> finally attacks the Viking Raiders and Legado del Fantasma in a show of strength. For the duo, along with B. Fab, Mister Everything, how do you feel about Hit Row finally coming back and striking back, hitting them with the remix? Yeah, he only want to respond. <laughs> well, so, well, since you responded, sir, LP, what do you think about Hit Row coming back at? Legado del Fantasma and the Viking Raiders. Send Hit Row back to NXT, please. Like, certain. Nobody cares about Hit Row. Nobody. They get no fan. They get nobody. They get hardly barely even pop. They get pops like people are forced to get pops. Like we feel bad for them. Let's cheer them. Like <laughs> nobody's getting the hype. I bet you the average people can't tell you all three of their names. I'm just gonna say hit road. I don't even know that damn name. I've been watching. <laughs> so like, who cares? I guess they're trying to, you know, trying to make the division, you know, up whatever. But I don't know. I, I don't like none of this tag team stuff because nobody is looking at the champs. The Viking Raiders should be already has. The Viking Raiders should have jumped on the Usos the moment they came back. So I don't, I'm not feeling none of this tag team stuff they got going on and nobody's looking at the champ. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little biased. Oh man, Chef Showtime, do you feel the same way that LP does? What do you think about Hit Row coming back in a strong way and attacking the people who attack them? They should go attack the backstage and don't come back out. (laughs) (laughs) Sir! <laughs> Sir, why would I'm you say that? <laughs> I, I don't. 
they wrestling style to me is what you call lazy. Is <laughs> I don't mm. like how they wrestle. You know, like I understand you came back out, you attacked people that attacked you. Whoop de doo! You didn't do it for a good cause. You didn't get the belts, so it's a waste of time. Because you know, next 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 week they Mike Ray's gonna come out and do the same thing, attack you guys again, or yeah, or yeah, that's yeah, it's boring. I don't watch that no more. Oh man, Mister Everything, what do you think about the retaliation? Uh, of Hit Row against Legato Del Fantasma and the Viking Raiders. I think it's just lazy. It's lazy writing. Um, if we're going to do something, do it bigger than the guys that did it before you. Uh, Viking Raiders did the exact same thing they did. So why not do it bigger? Why not uh, challenge it to a match? I might send out a challenge or anything. And I think uh, I agree with LP. Nobody's um, looking at the tag champs, which gives an opportunity for the tag champions to be like, yo, we chilling. We we don't got to worry about nobody. And kind of, if they feel like they want to do something, throw it out there. Come out and say, oh, yo, yo, y'all, y'all beating each other up. Obviously, y'all ain't y'all not on our caliber. You're not on our level. Y'all ain't looking at us. So we can take the rest of the year off. Oh, we'll see y'all at WrestleMania whoever wants to step up or whatever. Um, but yeah, it is lazy to me. Uh, they do need to have somebody compete against the Usos, give them a challenge. Um, we had a really good thing with the, with the New Day against the Usos. I think that the New Day winning the tag championships at NXT puts them above the Usos. And I say that because the Usos were NXT tag champions. New Day has never been NXT tag champions. The Usos just uh, beat the New Day as far as the longest reign tag champions. And, and the New Day just showed that whatever you can do, we can do better and we can do it just, just as good as you guys. So um, that's my opinion. That was long. That was a long All opinion. right, let's, let's, let's talk about that, man. Uh, with the New Day becoming the new NXT champions, not only did they become the new NXT champions, fellas. They are the new Triple Crown champs. There are only uh, three other teams that are Triple Crown champions. That is FTR. That is the Usos. And now that is the New Day. Uh, also, Kofi Kingston just broke another record uh, by holding the tag team titles over 15 times over his career. Uh, that's the most out of everybody. Um, Kofi is an absolute legend, man. I'm excited to see the new day. I watched them on NXT. They give so much life and energy to the crowd. I believe they love the feedback that they get uh, on, a, on a, a more impactful uh, I, I didn't want to say smaller venue, but you know it's it's more <laughs> impactful because you do have a you do have a smaller crowd, but the crowd and the energy of the crowd is really great and it feeds a lot of the wrestlers, man. And I think the new day being there, we talked about it, um, being down in NXT, they can really do a lot of great things for a lot of wrestlers. Uh, they can really train 
teach other wrestlers, but they can also put on some banger of some matches because NXT has some great tag teams down there in that division that uh, that they can go at it. So I'm I'm excited uh, for the new day, and I want to see what they really do. Uh, but Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods of the New Day are absolute legends, and they are now Triple Crown champions, Mister Everything. Um, I, I do want to point something out, and I don't think a lot of people are noticing this. I think this tag team title reign is for Xavier Woods. And I say that because when he when they went back down to NXT, the challenge um uh pretty deadly. He had the old school Xavier Woods, Austin Creed hairstyle. Like he had the whole curly hair. He went back mm-hmm. to that. Um and the only thing he's ever done was tag champions on SmackDown and Raw. He's never had a title in NXT. So I think this is more for Xavier Woods to go down, do something he has never done, is win a title down in NXT. Uh, expect Xavier to get more things because uh, Big E, I think he's going to NXT champion or something like that. To that he extent. was. Um, yeah. He was Intercontinental Champion. He was WWE Champion. Uh, Xavier Woods have not held any singles titles yet. So expect Xavier to be the guy to kind of get a push now. Everybody else in New Day has gotten their big pushes. Xavier Woods is about to get his. Um, this was an homage to him to go back and do something in NXT that he has not done. Uh, Corby Kingston has never been in NXT. He went out there and did something. Um, spectacular, so I think this is going to be a big, big push and a big move for Xavier Woods, in my opinion. I almost feel like this is an offset to the Usos beating the streak, and it was almost like the WWE had to give them something in exchange for letting the Usos beating be their streak. Uh, and it's just as impactful as them holding the street for them to be triple crown champions uh, and for Kofi Kingston to now have another accolade to his name. I think that was a good and fair trade-off because no matter what, the Usos are one of the best tag teams in history. Staying with NXT, man, uh, we saw the introduction of the Iron Survivor match that was a very interesting concept um it was see who was who could have the most pinfalls when i'm playing my video game my wwe video game i play uh 2k19 and i play the new one the, the 2022 uh when i play those <laughs> i love to have more than one fall and I love to have my characters compete for more than one fall. I love to watch it in live uh, on live TV. And so that's what they had. Whoever has the most pins at the end of 25 minutes win. If you go, if you get pinned, you have to sit in the penalty box. And that was a very interesting concept. They did it for both men and women. Uh, Roxanne Perez won the Iron women's uh excuse me the iron survivors women's match and your boy grayson waller won the men's match 
Uh, both of those matches were absolutely great. I enjoyed it. Um, but they also kind of led to some brand new news of your girl, Roxanne Perez, defeating the one and only Vixen herself, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose just got defeated for her belt. She had, I believe her title ring was over 413 days. Um, she had an absolutely great run as a champion. But, fellas, I have some breaking news. Little Birdie told me, and it's been confirmed by Dave Miller, uh, that Randy, Mandy Rose got fired uh, for the content on her fan time page. Uh, oh, that was very interesting to me. Because first of all, I didn't know she had a fan time page. I guess that's like a, a OnlyFans kind of page. Uh, and the content was, I guess, a little too spicy for WWE. And they decided to uh, cut her contract. First of all, I think I'm going to say what we all thinking. Uh, what was on there? <laughs> that was so that was so <laughs> racy, uh, Mister Everything. Uh, what do you think about Mandy Rose, man, getting fired uh, for being too sexy? <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> When you say it like that, it, it's just hilarious to me. It really doesn't make sense for it to be too sexy. Um, but I think we are in an era where image is everything. And you have little girls looking up to you and little guys that look up to you. Um, so you got you to gotta be held on a higher court. Um, but it speaks volumes to me because it sounds like many roles needed some money. If you ask me. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, it, it is what it is. There ain't nothing we can do about it. Uh, it's not back in the day when Ralph Venus came on the scene and he was fresh off of uh, whatever sites he was on. But, um, I mean, give it time. Let's give her a, a couple, maybe a couple of months to a year. She'll be gone. She'll, and then everybody will forget and then she'll come back. And, Real quick, we'll stay on the topic, but real quick about forgetting stuff. Why have we not spoken about Ric Flair Woo! being back on the intro? Being back on the what? On the intro, on the opening intro for Raw and SmackDown. When they do the now, then, and forever, he's back on the intro. Remember they took him off the whole airplane disaster thing they took that uh, out now he's back up there see how quick we forget things so Mandy Rose <laughs> go home sit back relax take your checks because they're still going to pay her whether she's fired or not she's probably still going to get paid because she'll still be on a, some kind of contract so sit home relax let people forget that she actually did it and then she'll be back hey man I'm going to be absolutely honest with you if Xavier Woods it's still in the company after he made the sex tape with Paige or Soraya. 
Yes. Didn't get penalized for it, really. <laughs> he has been working and has not skipped a beat. <laughs> I think that's a little hypocritical because I'm thinking, damn, what did Mandy have on? What did she have on the page that got her fired? Mm. I know half of y'all gonna leave here and subscribe to Mandy and see what she got going on. <laughs> More of a question of who does she have up there with her? Inquiring minds want to know who's single in the group. Uh, chef. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> you think you can think, think, think you can uh, do some research? <laughs> no? Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Chef, chef might got a situation. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um, hey, listen. Mandy Rose, man, uh, I think she'll be back. I think she'll be back on main roster. I don't think it's anything that was too, too crazy up there that will, you know, put her... Uh, make it questionable, but I think that she will come come to main roster when the time is right. Uh, they got to put respect on Mandy Rose's name, man. She held the title for over four hundred days. Um, she was working with young talent, and, and even though she kept winning her matches, she was putting young talent over. And she started the group uh, Toxic Attraction, man, and made them girls champions. So. Yeah, I got to put some respect on Mandy Rose today, man. And I hope to see Mandy Rose back in the square circle in WWE. I really don't want her to go anywhere else. I hope they work that out. Um, but if she do, man, Mandy Rose might be all elite. And all elite might have their first kind of real superstar heat magnet. If she does go over there, I think that'll be pretty, pretty big, man. Um, <laughs> if Mandy Rose decides to jump ship, uh, I'm pretty sure she, you know, like I said, she just got to wait it out a little bit, and I'm pretty sure she'll figure it out. Um, also, man, on the NXT product, man, Ron Breaker, we saw him face Apollo Crews down in NXT for the NXT title. Sometimes I, listen, I'm, I'm going to put a little disclaimer out there. I like Braun Breaker. I like Brian Breaker as the champion. I like Brian Breaker as a character. I think the fans really get behind Brian Breaker. With all that being said, sometimes I forget that Brian Breaker is the NXT men's champion. Because I <laughs> keep thinking like, damn, who is the men's champion for NXT? Oh, okay. It is Brian Breaker. It's weird because his match is always in the middle. Or, you know, he's always in the mid card somewhere. He's not really closing out every night. Well, he's not really opening the show all the time. And he's kind of, you know, he kind of blends in a little bit, even on NXT. I kind of doubt how he's going to be received on the main product. Uh, I, I hope it'll be good, but he's he's kind of fading as a champion. I thought Apollo would bring something a little bit fresh, man, and maybe he can move up to main roster. But I want to get your thoughts on uh, Braun Breaker, man, as a champion, and is he a potential threat when he does move up to main roster? Let me go, LP. I, I hope he don't go to main roster. They got another in over not doing nothing. Oh, I mean, I, I, you know how I feel about the NXT colors. I'm sorry, but I really feel like 
I feel like getting called up from NXT is ruining careers. Like, I remember when you, uh, uh, what's your boy you interviewed, uh, uh, Mr. Everything, um, that does create your narrative. My mind's gone right now. DC3? Yeah, I remember when he came up and he had that little hype and they did nothing with him. And then they Absolutely didn't know get rid of him. So, and then like, look at all the stars who came up from NXT. Literally did nothing. It wasn't the stars' fault. I don't like carrying Cross, but they brought him there, put that stupid mask on him. Like, it's just, it's that bad writing. So you bring them up and then they don't work. And then they blame, it seems like to me, they blame the wrestler. Like, you can't blame a wrestler who has a good gimmick over here and you bring him over here and change it. And then wonder why the mess don't work. So I, I, I think if he comes to Maine, he, he gonna be, he gonna be, he gonna regret it. I think he should go ahead and stay. I think it's okay to stay over there. I think Apollo Crews is better over there. Apollo Crews was horrible on Maine Rock. I mean, he was a, he's a great wrestler. But they didn't do nothing with him. They put him with Titus O'Neil, and you know, a little. Then they made him. They made him the Nigerian prince or something at one point. That last time before he left. So it's like they did nothing with him. So certain people need to be. I gotta put a little. I gotta put a little respect on the Nigerian. Uh, what was he called? The Nigerian prince's name. I don't know what it was. What his moniker was, but. Uh, he had the Intercontinental Championship for a little bit. Um, and then he had some feuds back and forth with Big E. Uh, when in, uh, when Big E was going uh, back and forth with the Intercontinental Championship. So he he's done a little bit. But at the tail end with him and Commander Aziz, they really wasn't doing anything. And, and furthermore, Aziz is a... Is a I, I, I hope I don't offend nobody. Uh, with that name, but that is a horrible name for a wrestler. Aziz, sounds like something <laughs> you catch. <laughs> yeah, that Aziz. Who who decided on that wrestler name? You know what I'm saying? Out of all the names you could, uh, Aziz. Ugh. Okay, all right. Anyway, uh, I'm just I'm just saying. Um, but a lot of but a lot of guys have came over the main roster. Look at your boy. Uh, what was his name? They put him with Bobby Lashley as his manager. Um, uh, Leo Ross. Leo, Leo Ross. I know. Leo I know. I know. He got a lot of issues too. But dude is a good wrestler, and I, I used to like him back in uh, Ring of Honor days. So he probably did better in NXT. Like, look at how many people came for NXT that's no longer they're no longer on main roster or have a job. Like a lot of wrestlers. So if I was in NXT, I wouldn't even want to go. I wouldn't even want to move up. I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Then let me let me stay over here. I'm good. Don't move me up. Well, well, sir. Uh, speaking of being out of the job on Monday night, bro. Uh, your boy Bobby Lashley apparently got fired uh, <laughs> for for putting his hands on WWE officials. Um, he had a match with Seth Rollins. Uh. There was some type of uh, a fluke uh, in the match where the referee got knocked outside the ring. Uh, he apparently had messed up his foot or ankle. Something started hopping around. Uh, he he missed almost a, a big portion of the pin that Bobby Lashley had on on Seth Rollins. Um, Seth Rollins was able to kick out. Bobby Lashley started going at the referee, uh, and ultimately 
um, Bobby Lashley inadvertently put his hands on the referee with a back elbow. Uh, WWE official Adam Pierce came out, approached Bobby after the match. Bobby didn't want to see him. He didn't want to listen to him. And then Bobby put his hands on Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce looked at him old school, Vince McMahon way, and said, "You're fired." Bobby was like, "What you mean I'm fired? <laughs> what you mean?" Um, I think this is uh, part of a storyline. I don't think that they're gonna actually fire Bobby Lashley because he's still a huge star. Uh, but right now, that's the storyline that Bobby is fired. Uh, that's that's a scary thing to kind of hear after, especially WWE became really known for layoffs within the last two years, man. And I know a lot of fans would hate if this had some validity to it, but I still I think it's, it's part of the storyline. What do you guys think about uh, this segment, man? And do you think Bobby Lashley really got fired? LP. Well, oh, no, nah, that was a, yeah, they, they will fire Bobby Lashley like that. The whole, I, I just, I just think the whole thing is just more bad writing. Cause I swear Ronda Rousey did the same thing and she got suspended for a couple of days or something. She didn't get fired. I've seen people smash officials quite a few times often uh, and then get fired. So I thought it was a, I thought firing him was kind of like, that didn't make no sense. Bobby must got something he got to do. Either he hurt or he got he's taking a leave of absence or something. But yeah, that's I just I just I just think it's better for them just to let people just not just not you just don't see them no more. There's no need to do these fake firing or fake suspensions or fake injuries. Just nobody's gonna notice. There people are noticing when they're not there, but you don't gotta make it a story every time. What's those guys that you you know smack down the maximum male model? You don't hardly see them anymore. But nobody cares. Yeah, right. What happened to the maximum male models? They kind of just disappeared off the scene a little bit. Yeah, just disappeared. They probably show up here and there, but nobody cares. You didn't have to fire them. You didn't have to do an injury. So I, I, I just, I just, I just think it go back to bad writing. And then two is just why the black, why the black man got to get fired when everybody else gets suspended. It's a conspiracy, LP. It's a conspiracy. Black man, I, I think, I think it's a it's a setup for Brock Lesnar. Uh, in my opinion, I think it's a another setup for Brock Lesnar to come back. Um, Adam Pierce did, I think he did retract the firing. Um, so I think Bobby Lashley is still there, you know, considerably. Um, and I think Bobby Lashley is going to have an issue with Adam Pierce, and then Adam Pierce will say, you know what, don't need to worry about it. I got something for you, and he's going to bring mm-hmm. back Brock Lesnar. I can see that happening, something like that, where uh, it kind of opens up the door for Brock in, in an interesting kind of way. Uh, they bring back the kind of authority figure, and I'm okay with that. Uh, if Triple H actually came out and said, you're fired, I would have definitely believed that 100%. <laughs> so, you know, representation match. But uh, <laughs> uh, Adam Pierce coming out and, and saying that. So if you're saying that Bobby is still with the company, man, that's great. But I think that might lead to something else. But um, somebody almost got fired, but they just got suspended. Man, there's a lot of stuff going on. Matt Riddle just got suspended for failing a WWE 
wellness test. I wonder what it is that they found in his system to suspend him because he has it in his contract where he can have some of the green. Uh, you know what? Some of the, I... some of the stinky stink. You know what I mean? He, he, he has it in his contract where he can have that and he'll pay the fine or whatever. So I wonder what it is they found in his system that made him suspend him. And it I'm made not him even suspect. I'm not even going to suspect or uh, speculate, man, because, you know, I don't want to speak false negatives. I know he's been through a lot lately, man. You know what I mean? Uh, LP hating on him. LP is, whoop, LP is happy. Look at the, look at the smirk smile on his face. Laughing at that man. <laughs> laughing at that man pain like that. <laughs> I don't know what he did to be able to get suspended, man, but um, man, this is crazy, man. Uh, Mandy Rose got fired for being too sexy. Bobby Lashley got fired for being too aggressive. And Matt Riddle got suspended for being too hot. Lord, what is the world coming to? Hey, <laughs> you, know, you know Randy, I love me some Randy, but you know Randy has known to, be, to fail them tests too, so uh, whatever Randy probably was doing, he probably was doing. So, man, I, mean, I, I, I was I always feel like it's steroid related when they when they get busted for that kind of stuff. Cause I just really feel like, what else can it be? It ain't. It was a crack. So I mean, it gotta be, <laughs> it gotta be some kind of enhancement that they're not supposed to be doing. He gotta. He um, gotta. Try, it could. It could be. It truthfully could be something as um, you know a painkiller, a Tylenol. It could, it'd be something as simple as that, and then he didn't report problem. it, and then it came up in the system, and like, all right, well, listen. You know, we 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 found this. And it's, oh, it's this, and they were like, "Well, we don't know that for sure, so we gotta, you know, give you a couple days off." Maybe, maybe it's a, a vape pen. Have you guys have you guys seen these commercials for the vape pens lately? Boy, they remind you of the old school 19, 1980s crack commercials. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was drunk out on vape pens. I'm like, are people really getting addicted to vape pens like that? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but <laughs> some roids. Hey man, I don't know what it was, but it had to be something strong enough for them to uh, suspend Matt Riddle. And they almost had like a funeral type thing on Monday Night Raw with Elias. Man, I thought you were dead for a second. I was like, what happened to Matt Riddle? <laughs> what happened to them? To the bro? But uh, I guess you know it was the way kind of <laughs> to kind of you know write him off TV. I don't know until you know he gets a little bit better, man. But Godspeed to you, man. Riddle. LP don't like you, but I like you, man. Uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, such, such a hater, LP. <laughs> such a hater. <laughs> well, look, man. Uh, with all of this good stuff going on, man. Uh, I got to go to Mr. Everything and ask you, Mr. Everything, what was your hmm. what was your match of the week? <laughs> <laughs> My match of the week this week has got to go to Pretty Daily and uh the New Day. Uh, they went out there and put on a, an amazing match, an amazing show. 
Uh, I love the the factor, the the Eddie Guerrero factor that they utilize with the belt. It's hilarious. Um, I I like the fact that they can be entertaining and they can be athletes. Uh, you know, with, with I don't even know dude's name from Pretty Deadly, but he had to twerk off with Coffee Kingston. You know, went to that went into some transitions. I mean, some people may say it's stupid, but it's entertaining at the same time. Uh, and it kept you intrigued into the match because you got to think about it. You got uh, a whole show full of matches. Everybody's doing everything up under the sun. Let's do something that's going to be memorable. And I think the whole, um, you know, how they put everything together, how they structured the entire match was amazing. I, I really, really love the spot with the belt. I love that spot. It was amazing. It was hilarious. Um, it was a good homage to Mr. Eddie Guerrero. Yes. Um, and yeah, that is my match of the week. Uh, I thought that was an absolutely great spot uh, with the belt. Uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, <laughs> using outside weapons and belts are illegal during the match. So one of the pretty deadly guys slid in the belt, uh, and then he faked like the other person hit him. He dropped to the ground, threw the belt at the guy that was standing. And then they did that until everybody was on the ground and the ref turned around and he didn't know what happened. Everybody was laid out. It was a funny moment. Go back and watch it if you haven't had a chance to. Uh, <laughs> but that was a great moment. Uh, so, Mr. Everything, thank you for your match of the week. See what I did there? See what I did? Uh, <laughs> Uh, we got to go to the genie of the best damn wrestling podcast, Mr. LP. Sir, it's been a lot of moments happening through our wrestling, so we got to ask you, sir, what was your best damn moment? Well, my best moment was finding out that Matt Ritter was suspended. So uh, <laughs> I've come up with another one since we just uh, talked about that. So I guess the... Uh, the other one would probably be um, Alexa Bliss. What Alexa Bliss did with Bianca Belair, and she had a little, the little flash of a uh, sister Abigail in her. I just, yes. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was real cool the way they did it. I need them to push the gas on all of this Bray Wyatt and stuff going on because I'm not feeling how slow they're doing. I just felt like the momentum when Bray came back to what they're doing is is horrible pacing. Um, this whole LA night thing. It's, it's horrible pacing. Uh, we all know Alexa Bliss is going that way. We get it now. Let's push the gas and let's go ahead and make it happen. Um, I don't like the fact, I've never liked to see her like a baby face like Bianca cheering on her opponent. So I was glad that happened. Um, if she goes that way, she's going to take that belt from Bianca. There's no way they're going to do that and not let her, Bianca lose that belt. Um, is it going to be interesting to see if she gets that belt and what they're going to do? Because Raw had too many main stars. Like I said, they got Ronda over there having the best time of her life over there, not defending it and beating up little <laughs> China dolls, as she said. This Ronda's horrible. So they gotta they gotta smack down. It's like it's not even entertaining, entertaining a small amount. So but yeah. Alexa Alexa doing that was real good, but they really gotta press the gas. They can't go another two, three months with this mess they got going on. 
I think I think the reason why they're doing that is because everyone speculated who the YS6 was. So I think they're trying to just kind of uh, send a little detour for everybody to make them just stop thinking about, oh, Karrion Cross and, and Dexter Loomis and, and Bray, I mean, Braun Strowman. And it's going to be a situation where it's going to be like, oh, snap, I didn't see that coming. Just like the whole, you know, we see this everything coming with Alexa. Is Alexa Bliss going to be part of the YS6 and the Sister Abigail and how they're playing it slowly and showing that um, she's still in a, some, under some kind of trance with Bray Wyatt. I think that's what's going to kind of, kind of make everybody be like a uh, a best game moment situation where it's like, oh my God, I, can't, I didn't see that coming. Right. Yeah, but I uh, think that I, I was excited about the YS6 at first, but I'm really looking at the layout of how the shows are. If they do have a white fit, what are they going to do? Like, if they gave all of them members, they can't, even if they gave all of them belts, everybody want to have a belt. You know, the female have a belt, a couple other belts. But like, in order for them to bring that white six in, they gotta, they gotta settle a lot of this stuff that's going on right now. Like, you can't have, the bloodline can't have all these belts. Either let Usos have one belt, let another belt out. Roman can't, Roman can, it's Roman keeping the belt to WrestleMania, which I know he's going to do it, makes zero sense. So they got to do something because the white sis is going to be dominant. We all know that. There's no way you can bring them there. They're going to be screwed. But they got to have, they got to have better stories or it's not going to work. Like, that's like, I don't know. I, I, I guess I want to see it, but I don't want to see it because. WWE writing is horrific right now. Maybe I'm the only one who feel that way, but they are not doing anything with none of these people that they got going on. Like other than the bloodline, who has the only real storylines going on. And now they don't really got a storyline right now. Now that Jay and Sammy getting along, so until they, you know, change it right now, I just I don't know. I, I just feel like they got a lot they got to do. Yeah. Um. I do want to see more storylines kind of pan out something different and something new. They have the ability to do it. They have the challenge there. I believe we all agree that they just have to use it. Uh, fellas, listen. This is, uh, I kind of prolonged this segment a little bit, but I want the one and only Mr. Everything uh, to introduce this clip, man, um, we've been blessed again with a, another interview for Mr. Everything uh, with the legendary wrestler and WWE uh, legend, Gangrel. Uh, Mr. Everything, can you introduce this clip? That we're about to watch. Absolutely. Uh, so this past Saturday we had a show for FWE and Raleigh at the legendary Dorton Arena. I wrestled in the Dorton Arena alongside with my son Superstar Rome. Um, Gangrel was a very amazing individual. He sat down and, and held a full conversation with my son. Um, they actually became friends and hung out for a little bit. So this is our interview with the legend Gangrel. Thank you. 
been here with the legend, Gangrel. Thank you for having this interview with me. Interview. You said one question. One question. My interview. This is one question. Oh, so I just want to know. In the span of your career, when did you know that the Gangrel character was it? Like that was going to be your career? Wow. I didn't know that until 98, but it was a vampire warrior back in 90, uh, in Puerto Rico. Uh, Puerto Rico. But Peter got in, and I was watching a movie The Lost Boys. It was an accidental thing. Kind of fell into it. I didn't, I didn't think it would work out, but then the, the monsters, and, and then I just fell in love with that character. Then evolved eventually the game from 98 WWE. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, yes, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the backstory. Okay. Vampire Gang Realm. Thank you so much. Okay. Back to you guys. Period. <laughs> Back to you guys at Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Oh, man. Uh, the legendary Gang Grill. Listen, I've always been a Gang Grill fan, man. I remember watching him. It was almost a, a shocking awe thing. Uh, he was a, a real vampire. I really believed this guy was a vampire. Uh, still looking at him now, he still looks like a vampire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> LP, man, uh, tell me some things that you remember about Gangrel. Uh, Gangrel had a hell of a DDT, too. He did. He, he did. I think that was his finishing move, right? His finishing move was some sort of DDT. Yeah. Impeller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought... I like, yeah, I like, I like Gangrel. Um, I, th- I think the brew had one of the, still one of the greatest entrances of you know top ten, the you know you can debate top five, but definitely got to be top ten. Like uh, you know when they do the blood baths and you know it, and it's funny because I, I on Peacock I, I watch I, I just let Raws and SmackDown play play in order like the old shows, so it's always cool to go back and watch the old shows and like the Brew was he was Gangrel was pretty was pretty dominant at one point in time too. So yeah I, yeah I was always, I used to always wonder if his teeth was real, but I guess. They got to be at this point in time. He's <laughs> real like that, right? Did he just keep doing like that? Or they did something in his mouth? Yeah. No, they just, he just put them in his mouth. Um, but you can't get your teeth done like that. And the, the amazing thing about that night on Saturday is I'm sitting there and I'm getting dressed. And after I got Superstar Rome in his wrestling gear, uh, I told him to sit down in a seat. And then there was another seat closer to Gangrel. And Gangrel said, no, you can sit over here. And he started having a conversation. And he offered him some of the blood, man. Some of the blood in the cup. And I was sitting there like, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it. But my son went and drink it. Your nephew went and drink it up Good job, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I, I was sitting there like, like, like a, a kid that has watched this man on TV and he's sitting there having a conversation with my son and offering him the chalice with blood in it. Nope. And I wanted to, I wanted to sit. That was a great moment, but no. I ain't gonna lie. I wanted to listen. It was, it was a very dope moment. <laughs> Good job, Rome. Good job, Rome. Good job, Rome. Yeah. No, I mean, I, you know, as a grown man, I would have thought about it. I would have thought about it. There's certain things for certain people that you just can't turn down. You know what I'm saying? Like a joint from Snoop. You know what I mean? Even if you don't smoke, you never like, man, this is Snoop. But I don't know about, I don't know about, I don't know about drinking blood, bro. I, just, <laughs> I like Carlito, but I'm not letting him spit in my face in 2020. Yeah, I'm not spit yeah, in my face. I'm like, you know. Yeah, man, this <laughs> absolutely. Oh, oh man. Uh, well, 
Fellas, I got to uh, do a little thing because I was so inspired by that. And we've got a lot of feedback uh, from one of our last interviews, man. So I had to come back and do this and hit you with a daily double. So, uh, <laughs> I had to hit you with a day of devil. This is the interviewer, Mr. Everything, in the great EC3. My name is Mr. Everything, and I'm with this man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to give you his name anyway, Mr. EC3. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. So, my question to you. Control your narrative. Why? Why you? Why now? Control your narrative. Why? Why me? Why now? Why not? When? Why? How? Where? When does opportunity come for the up-and-coming professional wrestling you? Inspired athlete on the way up. How do they get noticed? How do they get seen? Do you know these answers? Where do they go? When does it happen? Why not now? That's why I control your narrative. Why, when, and now? Because now is the time for people to find, break the mold of the conformity of the independent wrestling bubble and the toxic wrestling community. Time to truly inspire each other, find each other, find yourselves. Control your narrative is to tell your story. I know your story. You would be standing next to me if I didn't tell your story. Your story, his story, damn near broke me. As a man, as a grown man, tough as shit, this man's story had me invested. But it wasn't a story as a character. It was his reality. His reality as a man and his reality as a father. How? How do people get to know these stories? There is no way. Because when that camera's on, cable television, pay-per-view, that red light, behind it, three producers, two writers, scripts, no heart, no emotion, no reality. So why? Is this why control media needs to exist? Simple as that. I love it. Back to you guys, back in the best damn wrestling podcast. That serves what we call a twofer. <laughs> uh, what we call a twofer. Uh that was such a great interview, man, and, and the best damn nation requested to see that again. So I had to play uh, the interview with the great EC3 of Control Your Narrative, former WWE superstar um, with the Daily Double, man. I had to hit you with the Daily Double, sir. Um, look, it's been a lot going on, man. Uh, this has been a great show, Mr. Everything. Uh, thank you, as always, sir, uh, for being so generous and kind to your glorious subjects. Uh, we we all very appreciate welcome. it. You're very welcome. Oh, man. This is our 21st episode, man. Uh, we can legally drink and buy stuff on Amazon. You know what I'm saying? So uh, this is a, a big <laughs> achievement. There you go. Hey, uh, get the party started. All right. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Oh uh, man, we are tw- officially 21 years 
old in the podcast game, man, and we really appreciate it. Uh, I know one of my goals starting out was just to do it and, and do it for fun, man. And this has been uh, a hell of a time that we have together, man. I think we produce some very great content, man. We are on all platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. Um, we are on uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio, uh, Audible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so this is great, man. Our 21st uh, episode in, man, we already had some some feature uh features by CW Anderson and, and Gang Grail, man. And I think that's that's great and that's gonna uh really grow the show uh just by us continuing to do what we're doing and just being authentic us. Uh we are uh, uh we are black men talking about wrestling. <laughs> but that goes a little bit farther than that, man. Um we are part of the culture, the hip hop culture, and we're blending something that everyone has childhood memories with, which is wrestling. And sometimes we all need a, a little distraction uh, from the mundane day to day of the world, you know what I mean? And our jobs and our lives and our kids. And that's what wrestling provides for a lot of people. And that's why we celebrate it. So we're mixing the hip hop culture uh, in with the wrestling world. And that's what. The best damn wrestling podcast is Mister Everything. Absolutely. Can you let <clears> people <throat> know what you got going on and where can they find you? Absolutely. So uh, this weekend, I have something special going on. Uh, you guys will find out all about that next week on this week's episode. Um, I just did a movie premiere. And I will announce that. Thank you, thank you. And you guys can go to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and see the video clip from that movie premiere. And we will have a release date. It will be released to YouTube, the full movie. Um, and I will put that date on the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast Facebook page for you guys to be aware and to govern yourselves accordingly so you guys go and do that. Um, but other than that, uh, like I said, I got this thing going on. It's coming Saturday. You guys will find out more about that next week. Uh, after that is Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, ahead of time. Or happy holidays. Or Hanukkah. Or I'm not going to have whatever you want to say. <laughs> uh, and then the new year. And then, you know, going into the new year, we got a lot of wrestling. A lot. A lot of wrestling coming up. So. Let's let's stay busy. Let's see what's going to happen in 2023. Um, big things, big things, better, big things, big things, big things, big things. Clap, claps, and tap, taps all around, sir. Uh, right. So a little right. bit of the premiere, man. Clap, clap, <laughs> clap, clap, tap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that's great, man. I always like to see you in other mediums. Uh, the boy got acting chops. You know what I'm saying? And he's throwing some punches and some kicks in this action film, man. So you guys uh, check it out. Uh, and I'm going to show you exactly where you check it out on the best damn uh, pages. But thank you, Mr. Everything, for all you do, sir. Thank you. Thank you. What you got going on there, brother, brother, man? Oh, man. You know, uh, you know, I got a lot of things going on. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm working on a couple things right now. Um, I got my my my, my daily grind uh, that I do. Um, I'm a 
what do you call it? Uh, financial grants manager. Uh, it's a very high position for the state, you know, for the North Carolina. So I do that. Uh, but I also have a mental health business, uh, family uh, run mental health business called Straight Walk Family Services. I'm actively involved in that. Um, I also uh, have my organization, Blue Hearts for Autism. So if you guys want to support what we got going on, go to blueheartsforautism.com and you can donate uh, and support our projects. Um, I got this new cooking show and cooking segment that I'm doing with my partner, Rio, called Cooking with Renegade and Rio. And we're promoting uh, fresh food, fresh eating, healthy lifestyles, uh, and how to cook for your family. Man, we're making cooking as a couple sexy. You dig what I'm saying? Um, and of course, I got the best damn wrestling podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, real so real bad. quick, yeah, I need you to do a favor for the entire best damn wrestling nation. All right. Any information that you have with the mental health thing that you have going on, post that in the best damn wrestling Facebook because we just lost a couple of people to to situations whatever it is uh we lost <clears throat> jason david frank uh otherwise otherwise known as the green ranger tommy oliver uh and then yesterday or today i'm not sure which day it was but we lost uh twitch from the ellen show uh he was the dj he committed suicide as well mm. yesterday um which is very weird because it's uh a lot of people are sharing his TikTok from two days ago. He's doing one of the new trend dances, and he was very happy and you know full of life. And then uh, the very next day, he commits suicide. So uh, let's bring a strong awareness to these things. Check on your friends, even though the strongest ones. Check on the strongest ones. It seems like our strong ones are losing these battles. Um, we're being too strong for everybody else, but no one is there to be strong for us um the worst thing about being superman is that you got to be superman for everybody there's no no one to save you so check on your friends um post that information if you would please concert um so that way we can get some help for those who would need it would like it and uh should definitely will do man uh thank you for saying that uh, i definitely will um, I have this segment that I want to do called a mental health minute, which just gives you little uh, minute things to help you uh, just get the, through your day, man. And if it can be sm something small that people say sometimes that, that changes your whole perspective on your day and what's going on. So you right, check on your people, man. Uh, make sure that they're good. And I will uh, start posting uh, a lot of positive messages for the best damn nation. Uh, and, like I said, mental health is a really big thing, man. I remember Braun Strowman had an app uh, that he was pushing um, that was help, helping out with uh, mental health. Um, and then I just saw a segment with uh, Eddie Kingston. He was also promoting mental health. And it's, it's, very, uh, it's very important. And that relates to, you know, wrestling too, man, because a lot of wrestlers, they struggle with mental health. They struggle yeah. with identity crisis. They, they, they struggle with... Uh, with chasing chasing the wind that 
famous like the wind and, and, you know, they're chasing the titles and chasing, you know, things. And then once they get it, sometimes they're not as happy, uh, happy or, you know, from a lot of their injuries that they receive, uh, maybe they get addicted to pain pills or, uh, they try to find different ways to be able to cope, man, and, and going through some injuries might uh, cause some mental health issues also. Um, so, you know, definitely check on your people, man. Um, make sure that they're good. Uh, we want healthy minds and healthy bodies out here. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we promote here at the best damn wrestling podcast uh that's why we have mr everything show training videos you know what i'm saying uh lp is very active and his photographer he got to move around you sweat a lot and this chef is a chef so we got a little bit of everything you hear at the best damn wrestling podcast for your viewing pleasure um so beautiful people if you want to follow me you can follow me on all of my platforms at Brian Renegade. And if you want to follow the show, you can follow us on Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can follow our Facebook group at the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can follow our Facebook page at the BD Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Best Damn Crew. You can follow us on Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And you can follow our TikTok. At best damn wrestling podcast. And if you want to support the show for just five dollars, oh yeah, right here, five dollars for a drink, some fries, and a burger, you can support your boys at the best damn wrestling podcast. You can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com. Backslash the best damn wrestling podcast and support your boys. You can get mugs, you can get coats, you can get hoodies, hats, shirts, all of that jazz to support your boys here at the best damn wrestling podcast. So go to our Patreon and donate to a good cause. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ab. Absolutely. Oh, man. Mr. Everything, you are wise, sir. Uh, can you leave the beautiful people with a final word? Absolutely. <clears throat> word. Word. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> One word. One word. <laughs> One definition, one thing, work. There you go. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Let's go out there and do the work. All right. Uh, And what I would say is have faith in yourself. Have faith in your creator. Don't chase the wind. Chase your purpose. Beautiful people, we will see you next week on the next Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Mr. Everything, sir, it is always an honor and a pleasure. You are a gentleman, 
and a scholar, sir. We bid you adieu. That's-